This episode of Living Strong is brought to you by Canadian Protein. Are you tired of having to spend so much money on your supplements and not getting the best quality possible? Canadian Protein has fixed that issue. They offer the best quality at a fraction of the price. I personally get all my supplements from them. Their plant-based protein powder is the best I have ever tasted, has amazing flavors, and not at all chalky. Do you want to get your hands on some of the best supplements out there? Head on over to CanadianProtein.com and use code LIVINGSTRONGPOD at checkout for 10% off your first order. Welcome back to a new episode of the Living Strong Podcast. Today we sit down with Jose Raposo and we discuss why he loves running, how he got introduced to running, some of his injuries that he overcame in the past couple of years, and his future goals for 2019 and 2020. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Living Strong Podcast. On Living Strong, we sit down and discuss with athletes, trainers, and health and fitness experts. Our goal is to inspire and challenge you to become the best version of you that can be. And we're live, back for a third episode of the Living Strong Podcast. And today, my guest is Jose Raposo. Jose, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, Gianluca. Very, I was very pleasantly surprised to be invited for this podcast. But uh, it's a, it's, it's so when you you said that we all have stories. Yeah, and I know I like to talk a lot when I when I run, so I think <laughs> I shared much of them. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it might be useful for other people too. But uh, yeah, I'll talk a bit about myself. Um, I know you're having. Uh, guests that have an athlete that are athletes are trainers that I that have a good sports background yeah um, don't consider myself an athlete I never coached anybody <laughs> but I think I'm a good participant no, I like to participate sure. participate in so whenever there's a good event uh, I like to join in I like to be part of something that uh, for sure uh, and that's why I, decided, I asked you to, to be part of the show yeah. uh, Every, every, I find everyone that works out and everyone that does something is is considered an athlete. If they move their body, they're they're trained. They're at they're athletes. We don't have to be uh, competitors and win first place uh, marathons and all that. But we we work hard. We 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 bring our bodies to extremes, and we're all considered athletes. And uh, your story is also very uh, for me since we've been running together. And every little bits I hear while we're t- running and the talking. I found it very interesting. That was one of the reasons I asked you right away to be uh, one of the episodes. Uh, in my mind, for a couple of hours a week, I do consider myself an athlete. Yeah. Someone noticed this. <laughs> better. <laughs> so, uh, talk a bit. Of, talk uh, to us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah. Just explain your 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 story. Start off. Uh, explain your story. And we'll see where we go with it. Yeah. Well, I I grew up in the, the east end of Montreal, which. Uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s, I uh, was a very, very active kid. Uh, my my dad was very much into sports. Okay. Uh, my dad was a big competitor, a very strong competitor. He hated to lose. <laughs> uh, so he, he's someone that was taking part of uh, in a lot of sports, but uh, he was uh, very competitive. And my mom, surprisingly, was very, very much into sports. She was the perfect man, the perfect person to the fan that you want that's very positive that's always that's always has your back and always tell you they're a good job and it's a ninth inning you're a baseball fan you're losing by five and she's still positive and she still takes it she still still says you're gonna win she everybody has one of those and they're the best they're honestly amazing she always had the good word so i I think i became like a blend of both of them My, my dad had some abilities i must have some of his DNA, so I'm yeah. not a good athlete like he was. But I'm, I'm. But your dad, as an athlete, what was he playing? Uh, well, my my or dad, running or? my dad was a runner, but he was very, very much into all oh, those those strong men competitions. Oh wow, awesome! He's very strong. He's someone that he's uh, That's even really cool. at that age today, he's stronger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's someone that he used to work with young kids, and he uh, he. Kids that were in the uh, in those homes uh, yeah. that uh, they had problems. So, yeah. it, and the kids used to like being with him because he was very strong, and you, you used to do those demonstrations of <laughs> weightlifting. And cool. So everybody loved him because because of that. It was very funny. But when it came to be 
uh, a sports fan or being a competitor, you just hate it to the yeah. And sure. I found that difficult because I'm not like that. I'm, I'm a blend of both of my parents. I like to participate. I do have some abilities, possibly because of my dad. And I have a positive attitude that yeah. really came from my mom. And so I'm, so I'm it's a, pretty it's much a good mixture of both. Yeah. Cool. And naturally, all of my friends that I had was very... When I went to school, I always blended in with sports uh, people, sports friends. And, yeah. and my friends used to play hockey, used to play baseball. And I was very much into team sports. And naturally, I was mixing with these, these kids, yeah. these friends. And I was always playing. I was lucky I was good at school. Uh, I didn't spend too much time doing my homework. So I had <laughs> a lot of free time to go outside and play. Yeah, so for I was sure. always good. playing. So that was something very important for me and i used to love gym class i used to enjoy when we used to play hockey but i hate it when our gym class teacher asked us to to run oh yeah <laughs> I, was, wow. I was never a good runner i never liked running okay i was a good sprinter but not a good uh, runner. long pace long, uh, long distance running so that's funny that's something that that is funny to me that uh, and when, when you were young, were you, you said you mentioned a lot of team sports and, and all that. So you played in team sports, like uh, hockey, hockey specifically yes, or uh, other sports as well? Mostly baseball. I baseball too? Cool. Baseball I used to play baseball too, yeah. I, I remember you. Told yeah. Me. I used to play hockey a lot. Yeah. Uh, soccer. I actually had three dreams when I was a kid. <laughs> I wanted to be a baseball player. That was my number one dream. <laughs> uh, I always was interested by mountains. I wanted to see the Everest. Okay. And I wanted to own uh, hockey season tickets for the Canadians. I'm a big fan. And only one of these <laughs> things came true. <laughs> but uh, no, I was very much into sports. I, I wasn't the best. Uh, I wasn't a very good competitor. So I wasn't a good athlete when I was by myself. But as a teammate, you part were... of a team, I was a very, a very good team, uh, team player. Team player. Cool. So when did... Did, so you're saying team sports and all that. When did that all transition into running? Like, where did this come? Like, you, you just mentioned that you didn't like running. When did that switch change and say, oh, man, I'm going to start running. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start racing and all that. Yeah, well, but playing hockey with my friends, uh, playing tennis, uh, baseball, I used to run a lot. But it's, yeah. it wasn't something that I was... It wasn't... It was just running for the sport. It was exactly. running as a sport, basically, right? Exactly. So it's, it's a bit of a long story, but I and I I used to play uh, I used to play hockey a lot. And the uh, I remember when I was finishing my uh, my bachelor's degree, I wanted to uh, I wanted to uh, get a, a regular schedule, get a job, uh, a regular regular schedule. Then I could play hockey in the league, have enough money to join the league, play uh, baseball during summer in the yeah. league. And that was uh, something that I was very happy when I finished university. I was able to get a job that allowed me to do that. So I started playing those team sports that I loved. And uh, no, as an adult, like, then, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, so I wasn't considering running at all. It, it was really being active, but doing the sports that I like and being surrounded by people. Uh, being a team player, I like to be part of a team and play sports together. So I got that routine that was. Uh, was that was perfect for my 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 life at that time. But uh, after uh, after maybe three years, I was realizing that I was having fun during the weekends. I was having fun, but possibly four or seven hours a, a week. So that was the part that I enjoyed. But my work, the job that I had, was starting to get boring. I wasn't very proud of what I was mm. doing. So so I had to. To set my priorities straight. So mm -hmm. I was having fun during the weekends, but for 40 to 60 hours a week, I was miserable and was not very happy. So, and I'm usually inspired by other people, what they're doing. And I was, and I figured out what I wanted to do. And I saw some people in my company where I used, when I was working that was uh, in development of technology. And, and I really found that interesting. I wanted to build stuff like they were yeah. doing. And, that time I was 29 and I decided to go back to school. Oh, wow. As a, so there was this program. It's a, it was a master's degree in software engineering that I could do part-time. And in my head, I said, okay, I can continue to do my job. I can go part-time to school. Yeah. I continue to see my friends, continue to participate in my team sports. Yeah. 
And I thought that was realistic and I could <laughs> do that. And after a year of school, I was getting good grades, but I wasn't, uh, I was getting good grades, but uh, uh, it was impossible for me to continue to play sports, to continue to see my friends, yeah. eat well. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, uh, a regular, it's a toll on you. Exactly. A regular day was getting up at six in the morning, going to work until five. Finish at five. You have a class that starts at six thirty. Wow. Uh, so you grab a pizza somewhere. A yeah. Pizza. You you don't eat correctly. No. So after you're all over the place. All and, over the place. And, yeah. You don't sleep well. Your, bro- your body takes a toll. Exactly. So I finished my fourth year. I was compared to today. I was forty pounds overweight. Wow. I wasn't eating well at all. I was totally out of shape. I was. Uh, and at that point in time, you really stopped all sports and everything, right? It was just work, school, work, school, work, school. Not only sports. I didn't see a movie, I think, for the wow. last, for at least the last two years. I was just trying to finish that program. Because you really wanted to change group. your life, your, your, your career. You wanted to, to yeah. get into something new. And so it makes sense. You did that struggle. You struggled for a couple of years and you got to exactly. where you wanted to be, right? It was an investment. I, yeah. But I paid, my, I paid the price. Yeah, my health was very bad at that time. I was... 33 years old and not everything that I liked doing, I wasn't doing it. I was, it was an important investment. I wanted to get uh, somewhere where I could have a good career. Yeah. And, so it was, it was a, I had to pay the price. So I finished school, school got my degree. Uh, my job was going very well. I was in very interesting project. And I said, finally, I have some time. I joined in, joining a hockey league again. Yep. I finished my degree in September. Uh, played hockey. I was out of shape, of course, at that time, which is a very difficult sport. I had a bad fall on the ice and dislocated my shoulder. And that point, I couldn't do anything again. I couldn't play hockey. couldn't play baseball. Everything that I liked doing, I wasn't able to do You're, anymore. Uh, yeah. So what was left to do <laughs> was to run. Exactly. And that's how you started running. That's crazy. By necessity. By necessity. You I, wanted to move and the only thing left you could have done was My that. legs were okay. I was in <laughs> physiotherapy for my shoulder. I was in a bad, uh, it was a bad injury. So I couldn't do much. And I remember running just uh, about a kilometer. That was all that I was doing. I thought I was doing a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we all started. When I started running, I remember I didn't even know what pace was or any of that. Not so I just went out and I went super fast. And like after a kilometer, I was out of breath on the floor, panting. And, and now I know that, okay, it's not, you don't have to go all out, right? You just run We didn't have any watch. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have our garments taking care of us. <laughs> yeah. So we just went out and we used to uh, try to run as much as we can, right? So. It was very important. I, I remember running to catch the bus and being totally out of breath. Yeah. I mean, that never happened to me. My, my family is very much into sports. I used to be. All my friends were into sports. And for those four years, I worked very hard. But my, my health. I yeah, your health took a toll. And, and I had to get back into shape. So my new priority at that time was getting back into shape. Sure. And I had to battle that shoulder problem that I yeah, had. For sure. uh, at least I had my two legs. So I started running. Uh, and I... I think I mentioned it before. I get easily inspired by other yeah. people, and and I, my manager used to live next to uh, very close to where I live. So and he saw me jogging one time, and he uh, he, he said, "Oh, you're a jogger. You're a runner." And I said, oh, "I just try." Yeah, I just try. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm a runner. Maybe not. I'm not sure. And he started sharing to me. Uh, he's a passionate runner, and he started sharing to me what he was doing. And, he was getting into those 10 kilometer races. And yeah. it, 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 I didn't care about the time that he was, you know, his, his performance or everything that he was doing. But I cared about the stories that, of the struggle and yeah. what he was feeling. And that got me interested. Into more. And I started to think, okay, I'm running maybe 20 minutes. Uh, he's running an hour. What, how does it feel to run an hour? So yeah. that's so how it That's started. how you started to run more. Started to enjoy it, and and there's two things that came out of it. Is that uh, more and more I started running. I was looking at, I was watching what he was doing. He was running for hours, and I started doing this, trying to do the same thing that he was doing. And that time, 
getting that in my schedule became like, there's two things that started, I started figuring it out, but that was a long time that I needed for me. So I was running and I was uh, finding solutions to problems in my head while I was running. I was finding answers to things that I was trying to work out during the day. And at the same time, it was tying me to a, like a larger community. He had, he was running, so I had something to share with him. Of so course. Building up a new friendship with him. Yeah, a Other friendship people. outside of work. A, exactly. a running yeah. friendship, yeah. And it was something that, so it was important. Those two aspects became something that still today is really important to me. It's, I still find, uh, and it's possibly what, uh, when you say my love of running, what, where did, how do you uh, define my level of running? It's really those two aspects. It's it's, uh, I, it's it's that alone time that I found that allows me to spend uh, and just uh, maybe an hour to myself yeah. alone, or I'm sharing it with other friends. So I have different types of uh, emotions that I get, and those two things are very important. To me. Yeah, I find that you all runners should. Uh, I think. The main reason a lot of people like to run is that alone time. Because even for myself, when I'm running, I'm solving so many problems in my head, work problems, life problems, no matter what, just to myself, right? But then I have that run, like home run, and you're part of home run, and, and uh, a bunch of other running clubs that I, I, I go to, uh, or I try to go to when I have the time. But running in a community, and the community behind the running scene in Montreal especially, just makes you feel like it's another family and it's just you have people talk to people have similarities and you, you never know who you could meet running and their story and how you could get inspired right so i find that everyone should have a bit of both uh you shouldn't just be a solo runner because you're missing out on a whole different world that you don't even know of a group running and even the people that just do group running should also try to run every once in a while by themselves because there's a whole other world there as well, right? Exactly. Yeah, so those two aspects are very important for me. And I figured that out a long time ago and still today, it's still something that uh, uh, when I try to define why do I love running, it's a lot of, it's because of those two aspects that I found. So no, I need sure. my alone time and I, and I can't change who I am. I'm a very social person. So, <laughs> so that's something uh, I've, when I was part of team sports, I'm finding that same vibe when I'm running now. Even though it's not a team sport. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, so um, talk to us about uh, a couple. Uh, I know you did some, uh, you did a, uh, was it a marathon in? Uh, it was a half marathon. Half marathon in Denmark, right? Yes. How was that? How was that, that experience to, to run outside of where you normally run and to compete? Well, you know, like to, to, to do a half marathon yeah. in, a, in a country that you never went to. Or oh, yeah. I felt like an athlete. <laughs> yeah, it felt like uh, that must have been. So explain us how that felt and like yeah. what what made you do it? What made you decide, you know what, I want to do that, that half uh, marathon? That was special because it was something that, uh, it, it's really something that I shared with my girlfriend. It's okay. uh, it was one of my dreams and we wanted to go and see Copenhagen. Copenhagen yeah. is a, the first objective was to see that the city. It's a city that I think it's uh, it, it's something. It's a city that uh, there's a lot of things that very uh, the values of that city are very close to Cindy and I. Cindy, yeah. my girlfriend, she's very much into nutrition, very much into uh, design, so yeah. very artistic. Uh, so that's so Copenhagen a, is basically yeah. exactly, and. I always wanted to take part in it. I like to travel and take part in a sports event. Okay, uh, and that's cool. Like with my friends, we like to go to a football game once a year in the U.S. Oh, and cool. Take part in, think, and see how it is, and go in the other countries and other yeah. big cities. And for me, Copenhagen, go and to go there and run a half marathon, just to live that moment with surrounded by Europeans from every yeah. country. It was, it was incredible. And at the same time, for we, we decided to go in January and the race was in September. Cindy was, she's uh, uh, very interested by yoga and uh, those type of more uh, relaxed sports. And she decided she wanted to run the first half marathon. Wow. And I was very surprised. So that, that venture became 
uh, it was something important for me, but also important to see and very uh, important. Yeah, it became important for Cindy and for me to see her uh, yeah, take a good. new challenge. There's yeah, something exactly. that we're not necessarily good at, but it became uh, a beautiful challenge for both of us. And we shared yeah. that together. And that was a beautiful experience. Well, it was a beautiful experience until the end. When <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where I was coming from. So, so what happened in Coke or what happened before you left? Yeah to go through this half marathon. Explain to us a bit about that. Uh, we were uh, having runner's highs, uh, Cindy and I. We were, everything was going super fine. Uh, actually, I was planning Copen and half marathon in Copenhagen, and the following week was the Montreal half marathon. So I thought I was doing something ultra special, <laughs> half marathons in two different continents. That's really cool. <laughs> and that is so, and, and like a week apart. That is something really, like really, really cool. Right? Exactly. So, I thought I was doing something very special right now. But the, 10 days before we, we took the plane for Copenhagen, I started feeling, uh, I was doing a very simple, easy run. And I started feeling something at my hip. Okay. And I remember telling Cindy that, that uh, oh, something is wrong with my hip. I never felt a pain like this one. Uh, yeah. It's not a pain that will prevent you from running, but uh, there's something that definitely was not right. Yeah. And I tried to run run two days after and mm -hmm. I stopped after 200 meters there's definitely something wrong and it it I knew that we had that race plan it was very important if it wasn't for that race I would have rested a bit more but I decided and tells, told Cindy that I'm taking 10 days off not running I'm going to try to run the Friday before the Copenhagen half marathon to see how it feels and that's what we did. So we went to Copenhagen. We walked a lot there yeah. for the very few, few first days that we were there. We were visiting. The Friday night, I went out. I said, I'm going to run just a three kilometers. And I was feeling very good. I actually ran five. And I came back and I was like, uh, it, was, it was like a firework for me. I was feeling super good. I was telling her, I'm okay. I do feel something, but I'm okay. I'll be able mm. to run on Sunday. So we on the Sunday we both uh, we both are standing at the starting line. I'm feeling okay. I'm well, you know, I'm going to try for my personal best. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling so good. This track is fast. Uh, so I'm going out. So I start running at five per kilometer. I'm going okay. Uh, around the twelve kilometer, I start feeling a bit of pain just on my backside. I wasn't sure what it was, but it was okay because I was eating. Yeah. I, I was running. I was so, no, it's when you're in the heat of the race, your muscles react correctly. So you're, you're, and you used to have some pain when you yeah. run. So you deal with it. Around the 16 kilometer, uh, I had almost no power on my right leg anymore. So I was struggling at that point. I remember stopping just to drink water to see if it passes. Uh, when I started running after, it was the worst. <laughs> so I was, I was able to finish the run. Okay. Uh, I got to the the finish line. I was very happy anyway. It was a yeah. struggle. You, well, you completed the goal, right? Exactly. So even before the struggle, you completed it. So yep. you felt happy about it, right? So I was there, and I was waiting for Cindy to finish her half marathon, and she did great. She did two hours and twenty minutes, wow. which was like fantastic. I was so proud of her. And I was there uh, standing, waiting for her. I was very surprised when she, she arrived. And uh, as soon as I started moving towards her, I, was, I, I realized I wasn't able to put any more weight on my right leg. I was not able to stand anymore on the right leg. And I told her, you have to go get my bag. I'm not able to get there anymore. And I, just, I was waiting for her with a, a bottle of water. <laughs> I was yeah. just able to give it to her. And I told her, I wanted to help you, but uh, I'm not even able to get that bag. Wow. And so she went to get the bag. I stayed at the, the finish line. Uh, I don't know how we did it, but we finally find, found a taxi to take us back to the hotel. I was unable to put any weight on my right leg. I had no clue what I had. And I was in a foreign country. Yeah, you, your, your mind must be like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I'm all the way in uh, Copenhagen. Oh my God. Uh, the following day, I, I stayed one day in the hotel. I didn't move. Cindy, uh, she, she rented a bike. She went and visited the city without me, which was a sad day. Yeah. 
but the the day after I was able to uh, walk again, okay. I was okay. So we we did visit the city. When I came back, so w- when I came back to Montreal, I knew I had something bad. I was not able to walk. I thought I'd be okay in a few days, and uh, I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, "Well, if you're able to stand, you must be something muscular." And he, he thought that I had maybe a tear on my muscle, and. and Few days after, I had an, echo, an echography and a yeah. tib, you say that it's uh, a, an ultrasound. Ultrasound, yeah. So I had an ultrasound, and the the guy who provided gave me the ultrasound. He said, "No, your muscles fine. You don't have any tear. But um, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to take an X-ray of your of your hip." And immediately saw that I have a stress fracture. I'd broken my uh, my. Uh, uh, my femur. <laughs> so I this is about the same time that we we got into introduced to each other through yes, uh, Instagram. Exactly. And that was the, the the worst part is that I was meeting new people. I was getting invited and joining groups. <laughs> yeah, groups. And, and you could because I could. And I I was hoping that I would be would be okay soon. But so yeah. I ended up getting a stress fracture because I ran with it. Uh, I didn't listen to myself. I went and ran, run that Copenhagen uh, half marathon. I knew I had something that wasn't right, with, but I ran it anyway. I don't have any regrets. I'm you only in Copenhagen to run once in your life. So I'm exactly, you you, you were there. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a once in a lifetime experience, right? Yes. So I think anyone in that position would have done the same thing as you did. So <laughs> not that bad. So now that's in September, right? Mm-hmm. How long before you got your surgery and were able to run again? Yeah, there was actually there was a few uh, uh, a series of uh, of challenges that were waiting me for that. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. How did how did you handle these challenges and how did you overcome them? Yeah, yeah I, I've been very lucky. I, I haven't I haven't been injured in my life very much. I lost my teeth playing hockey. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's when I was a kid. I had that bad shoulder injury. The shoulder injury was something I was um, that happened. Like I said, almost 15 years ago, and it's something that uh, that I knew I needed a surgery, but I didn't do it because I was able to do whatever I want uh, after getting physiotherapy. So I didn't want to go through surgery for the my shoulder until the until I realized that really my shoulder kept popping up, mm. uh, and I needed uh, I, I really needed the surgery at the time. So. About uh, two years ago, I, I met my, my doctor, and we it, and that takes about two years. From the moment you meet your doctor and you get so the surgery, surgery, it's about a two-year year plan. Yeah. But I was ready for that. I knew I was going through, through a surgery, and for some time, I wouldn't be able to do what I want. I would have to go through rehab, rehab. But for that, I was ready. But the stress fracture that I had in September... Uh, that's something that came uh, by surprise yeah. out of nowhere, exactly. And when I knew it, it was around October when I knew that it was a stress fracture, because the, 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 the specialist and what I was reading is it's about six weeks to heal. Every, every fracture is about six weeks. Uh, so I thought I'd, it would be like that for me too. Uh, but the thing with the hip is that you, you're, you're always... Putting weight on it. Always putting weight. Even when you're asleep, you're putting weight on yeah. it. So, so I, in my head, I said, October, I, I, I will stop running for six weeks. And January 1st, I'll be okay to start running on that day. But that's not how it works usually. <laughs> the bone doesn't know it's no. that January 1st it has, to be, it has no. to be in a good shape. And I remember January 1st. I didn't meet any specialist. I started running like I usually do every year. I usually take December off, and January 1st is a tradition. We go on the mountain and we run Cindy and I. And I started running and I felt okay. And because I don't have that much discipline, I ended up doing 80 kilometers in about a week and a half. <laughs> wow. In January. <laughs> With the cold so and the 80, ice. 80, eight zero, yes. not eight. Okay, <laughs> 80 kilometers after six <laughs> weeks off yeah. from a stress back. Okay. And I remember the last few, uh, the last few days, I, I was feeling that the pain was coming back, but I was denying it totally. And, uh, <laughs> and so I ended up aggravating it again. And uh, it actually got worse. And at that time, uh, I was seeing my doctor a few weeks after and he's the one who told me I'm sending you to see a specialist and we oh, have to take care of the, 
of this because this could be very those are like the worst words to hear oh, sending exactly. it to a specialist so i had to stay uh, from january to march i had to i was walking on crutches uh, i remember coming to your house on crutches. yeah <laughs> crutches i remember that and uh, i was working from home i was not supposed to walk on my leg and i at that time i was very disciplined and i took it seriously took me so i learned from my mistakes yeah <laughs> learned from my mistakes so that's the good thing that i i did uh, and i took it seriously i healed correctly i healed correctly on march 15th uh the doctor told me my hip was fine i was okay i could start riding a bike again start mm. training uh, but March 15 was a week before my shoulder surgery. <laughs> and for one week, I actually, I took another chance. And I didn't just ride the bike. I went outside and I ran, I think, yeah, six out of seven stick, days. You had to take advantage of it, that's for sure. <laughs> and then I had my surgery seven days after my shoulder surgery. That actually went very well. Yeah. And, uh, but I had to go through rehab. I couldn't run again for a while. But uh, that... that no, everything happens for a reason and i think that surgery was like a reminder that i had to take it easy at the same time yeah so my hip was okay but uh the surgery was like a, a buffer time for me to be able to rest a bit more and, and make sure that get the, back to your, your regular <laughs> regular schedule and yes. so you got through all those surgeries and then you're you're cleared you're ready to go and you decide to sign up for a marathon. I actually signed up in December. You decided, okay, so you're already you're still injured when you signed up. I, I, I was still injured. I this was before I, I aggravated in January. Before I knew the date of my surgery for okay. the shoulder. I took a chance in December. It, it's one of my neighbors that's running that's going to be running with me. Uh, the marathon. So, what marathon is it? Uh, just to, uh... it's the Petit Trains Nord, which is a marathon that's scheduled on on October twentieth, less than a month. And it's a it's the third edition of this marathon, but it's a marathon that they don't. Uh, it's a very limited crowd that can uh, can register. It. So you have to register in December if you want if yeah. you want to join in. And I never dreamed of re running a marathon. If you would have told me. 13 months ago, uh, everybody asks me, do you want to run a marathon? Because you run a lot. And you, run, you run half marathons, multiple half marathons a year. And I always answered, no, I'm not interested in running a marathon. There's a huge difference between the half marathon, marathon and, and a marathon. marathon. Yeah. I don't want to go through the training. I'm having fun doing what I do. And uh, again, I got inspired by a few runners that were running their first marathon exactly a year ago in Montreal in September yeah. last year. And it's and my neighbor was running the trains now, and he was asking me if I wanted to run the following year. And it started. I've, no, I I had no idea about the. I still don't care the time they took. Those are not athletes yeah, yeah, or end, no. It's just to to do it to be able to complete it. Is exactly. A, and they were sharing reward. me the stories of what they felt. And again, that's what motivated me to try it. And I registered in December. And I told myself that will be a goal for me if I can, if everything happens correctly, if I, my hip uh, heals correctly, if my surgery Goes is first. scheduled on the right date, and I, uh, I might do that marathon. And uh, it, I took a chance. So I registered in December, and in less than a month, I'm going to try my first, <laughs> my first, first marathon. marathon. And I never dreamed of doing it, but now that's uh, well, it's crazy how how the the whole story starts, right? <laughs> You started running because of an injury, just because you wanted to move and get back to your healthy mm -hmm. self. And now you're a runner. You're not, you're no longer a guy just running to stay healthy. You are a runner. Yeah. You're running as a passion now. It became part of you. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to see how you progressed from starting, uh, as like you said, running a kilometer and being out of breath to now in about half a month, not even in a month, yeah, in about less than a month, you're going to be running a full marathon. It's it's just an amazing story. Um, I know you, for, as a, a training run, I'm guessing the Montreal Marathon was like a training to your, your full. Yes. And that was this weekend. So how did that go for you? What was your time? How did, uh, how did, it, how did it turn out? Oh, it turned out well, but I, it's, uh, it was a fun experience because I usually 
Is this your first time running the half? No, the half okay. marathon. This was my third time. Last year I was supposed to run. Yeah, it, but obviously uh, I was I was not <laughs> able with my injury. But, so this was my third time, uh, and the uh, it's funny because I always wanted to do a good time, but uh, and it's not my first race of the year. I, I ran other races, but this was my first half marathon during uh, since the injury, yeah. and uh, I got. Uh, to the starting line, but um, I was more interested in sharing that moment with friends. I was meeting so many friends. I had work colleagues that were there with me, yeah. and I started. So I wasn't even con- uh, focused on the race. I was just having fun with my my colleagues, my friends that I that, that was running with me. And I started running, but uh, everything was feeling good. Uh, you know, we had a delay of about 15 minutes. Yeah, it was the, the, I heard. You know, so that, uh, not everybody enjoyed that. But I was okay because I was talking with my friends and I was having fun anyway. And I was running and everything was fine, going fine. And it's the first time that I decided to run a half marathon and refused to suffer. I was just... I You're just going to, run. to enjoy it. Exactly, exactly. I was around the 10 kilometer. Uh, there was a hill. I took the hill perfectly. I was proud of myself. And I was going very fast after. And after a kilometer after, uh, I started feeling tired. And I, instead of pushing it, you I just decided to, to slow down and just enjoy and run half marathon. And I ended up doing an hour and 55 minutes, oh. which was almost what I would have done if I would have pushed anyway. <laughs> so yeah. but that's a really good time for a half. Uh, that's okay for me. Yeah, that's a very, very good time. And uh, the, whole, um, the whole experience of uh, completing the half because this is the first half, this the first half marathon after your injury and everything. How did that make you feel? That all these you had all these challenges in front of you. You you suffered. You waited. You waited patiently. Uh, you you went through the surgeries. You you had a bunch of um, obstacles in your way before you could have went back to completing a half. How did that feel? Then when you crossed that finish line, and say, thinking of all these uh, the, these issues that you went through, everything yeah. that you overcame. How did that make you feel? Like, what was the, the emotions there? It's funny because I was looking at the finish line in the last 200 meters and I started thinking to myself, I waited a year to cross this finish line. Exactly. But uh, it didn't, it, that was not the moment that was the most that I appreciated the most. Because I know that I support a lot of runners, uh, a lot of my colleagues who run, uh, a lot of my work colleagues, mm. a lot of friends that I know. And I, it's that moment where they finish and they share their stories. I was not passing uh, that moment. I was living it with them. And yeah. that was the best moment for me as I was part of it and was sharing it with people. And that's something I didn't want to miss for a second year. Uh, so it's, some, it's uh, I, w- I want to continue to run multiple half marathons. That's what I like. And it's a challenge. An half marathon, it, it, it's a challenge. It is. And, it's the, and there's a lot of people around me that for them, uh, it's possibly their first or the most incredible thing that they will do in their lives. And yeah, just to be it's part right. of it with yeah. them. It's, it's fun to be part of someone's story, that's for sure. It's, that's cool. And so now, um, what's your, your training like like right now for your, your full marathon in uh, less than a month? How's it looking? Is it start wrapping up now or are you starting to slow down to, to recuperate and warm up to keep the legs warm for the marathon? How's that, how's that look right now? No, what's your average um, kilometers a week right now? What are you looking at? It didn't change that much. No? I'm, I'm running, I usually run about 50 kilometers a week. Maybe I, I'm doing a bit more. I have weeks that I reached almost 80 kilometers yes uh but it didn't change that much if i i'm not uh no one of the most you have to know who you are you have to know what are your talents and what you're you're good at and one of the most important i think what i what i use to be able to i'm not an athlete i don't have a training program but i'm very consistent so i know that I set myself weekly objectives. Uh, whether I'm running a marathon or not, I'm, I'm going to run from three to five times a week. Uh, and I try to vary my runs a lot. Uh, I have to be creative. If I'm running always the same course, always with the same shoes, always the same type of run, I'm going to get bored. And of course. That's what I used to do before. And no, but that's how we all start off, right? It's that same loop that we know around the house. Really, like you mentioned, we didn't have the watches. We didn't have... 
anything. So you're just going on and you could really get bored out of that. You have to really, like you said, you have to change the shoe. You have to change your route. You have to change the time. They also uh, running at night compared to running in the morning or running in the middle of the day. It's completely exactly. different atmosphere and a different feeling. So, so I'm doing the same thing I, I, I was going to do before anyway, because I love doing it. And I try to vary my types of runs. So it keeps, it, it remains interesting. Hmm. And no, I, I know during a week I'm going to run one group run. I run with the Home Run Club yes. on the Mondays. It's a great, great way to start the week. Yeah, uh, I try to include one commute run from work. I, so I'm running from my job to, to almost my home. It's about 12 kilometers. It's, it's a routine that I'm trying to, to include in my... So you always run on the way back, not on the way to work. Always on the way, on the way back. back. I prefer that. And you don't feel like after a full day of work... You're, you're you're tired you don't want to know like you still it never happened never happened never that's did. that's good that's it's really once good. a week that's the thing you get yeah. you don't get tired you, you just you you and i i'm very uh one of my qualities uh, I, I can adapt so i i never know my schedule is, is complex yeah. so i never know when i'm going to do it i you just so, I, so you always you're always prepared for I'm it always prepared my that's, gear is see, that's work. a good tip <laughs> is to always be prepared i like that exactly I like to run with my colleagues at lunch. At least once a week, I run with them. Uh, I run with my girlfriend once a week. The only thing that's very, I think we have to include in our routine is during the weekend, we have to have a very significant and an important, a good run. And a long and, run. And a long run, exactly. And what's, that's, what has been your longest uh, run outside the half? What is been your I run? ran 31 kilometers two consecutive weeks. And that's wow. the, uh, that became my long run at the moment. And I'm, I need to go even over that. Uh, not everybody's the same. I need to have volume. I need to be consistent. And yeah. So I'm, at, I'm happy. I'm able like to run you, 31 you kilometers. You tell me you run 31 kilometers, <laughs> and I'm like, wow. So like, and I, I don't consider myself a runner, but I, I do like to run. And I'm, I don't think I've passed over like 18K running. <laughs> and whenever, like, I haven't done a half marathon, and I haven't done that. Whenever a person tells me how I ran, like half marathon, I ran 31 km. Like, how the hell? Like, and I want myself together. So maybe we're gonna have to do that one day. We're gonna have to gives you something to look for. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna have to organize a, a long run between ourselves, and we're gonna we're gonna try try to break my my uh, my cap of uh, 18 to 17 k, whatever it is. So like I was saying, you you vary. I like to run at least one trail run a week. So you you won't do all that in a week, but you're, if you if you run three to five times a week, you you vary your runs. You're going to easily find the opportunity and the the, the time to get your training. You just mm. have to have one very good significant run on the weekend, and the rest it's the rest easy. is just anything. Exactly, exactly. You just try to have fun and you you grab your shoes and you run. <laughs> and how does because uh, you mentioned before like uh, your dad being competitive and your mom. Are they both still around? Oh yes, they are. So how do they? How do they? Uh, <laughs> uh, like, what do they tell you that you're doing this half marathon, full marathon? Or like, does your mom like still support you? Like, oh, I did a good job. And does your dad say, oh, you have to do better? And does he? Is he that kind of like? How does he? Uh, yes. Does he push you with that? You, you've got it. <laughs> well, my, my, my mother's a mother. She's always concerned. So she wants to. Be- she, she asks you why you're doing this and she doesn't understand that I have fun to we do suffer when we run and my dad he said okay well you you're in 31 when are you going to run 34 yeah exactly <laughs> that's cool that's good that's good it's good to have that kind of support yes uh so um i want i want you to to like you went through a lot of challenges uh in in your in the past year especially what is one or two things that you find that uh, when you're faced with a challenge, uh, it helps to overcome these challenges? Or what do you do personally to, to overcome uh, these challenges? And how yeah. could our listening, the listeners take that and put them into their life? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Uh, the first, the, you know, the very first thing is mentally, you have to accept whatever comes at you. And you have to, you know, Something something happens, I, like the injury that I have that I wasn't prepared for. Uh, it took me a few days, but uh, at some point you have to say, okay, this is what I have to deal with. And I have to you know, get the emotions aside and just plan how 
how will I get out of this right now? What what can I do now to be able to uh, to to get back to where I want to be? And you will do mis- you will make mistakes. You yeah. like I, I sometimes I wasn't disciplined and I, yeah, I went you, back you, to you running. And, uh, it, of course, but you have to first of all accept it and plan like to do everything else in your life. the The other thing is, and that's a bonus. If you, you know, I was telling you, I was mostly interested in team sports. I was a good supporter for others. Um, I did not know how it felt to get to receive support. And I did receive a lot from, of course, Cindy was exceptional with, uh, with me when I was, uh, was injured. Uh, but the friends that I have, uh, the friends that I had, the people from the running community, people that barely know me, but uh, also just understood what I was going through, that support really it it it's it's a bonus that will have to yeah, go well, through. You you did it. You you I kept you. in touch with you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> when I wanted to complain, you listened. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. And you, you usually throw throw to me a good positive phrase, and okay, I felt better, and it, uh-huh. it it's a bonus. Many people can get out of those situations, those challenges alone without support. But if you get that, take it. It's very, it's very helpful. No, having a support team and uh, just, well, you know what? The whole running community, we all support one another. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I, I like about it. It's the same thing as the obstacle course racing community and uh, like all of the uh, fitness communities out there. It's all a support team, right? They, they help each other to become the best that we can be. Um, it's a huge bonus if you yeah, can get that for sure um, so what would be let's because now you sort of gave us two so let's take let's get three tips for the audience so you gave us one is accept what comes at you and plan around it mm-hmm. the other one is to get into a support group or support team or have the support and also not just have it but also give support to others uh, what would be the a, a last tip uh, for the audience to, to be able to take in and incorporate into their life and become a better person, a better uh, human, and a better athlete, a better runner, better whatever. And when, one thing that worked for me is, like I, I mentioned it before, is to be consistent. Consistency. And, it, and we're not, you know, whatever you do, uh, you know, my priority is to be a very good friend to my, my, my friends, be a good boyfriend, to be as good at my, my job. That's what I, you know, I those things matters and, uh, yeah. and that that makes a difference. Uh, but uh, the time that I have to myself, I like to do things that are fun for me and running is part of it. And I, I'm not an athlete. I'm a regular, uh, very regular participant runner, like I said, but in my head, I, you have to do the things correctly. And I'm not, I don't have a training program, but if I want to be able to have fun and, and do the best that I can when I run. It's to be consistent and set myself uh, realistic goals. Like I said, weekly objectives. Uh, I know I won't be running five times a week every week, but I know I will run any anywhere from three to six times a week. Yeah. So there's good and bad weeks, and for for from four to seven hours a week, I'm a runner and. Uh, <laughs> And I'm consistent, and that's what people tell me. You're very consistent. You run a lot. You vary your, your types of runs, running. and you do get better if you you're consistent. You don't have to have perfect training programs. You just you just find a way to include that in a weekly schedule, and you will do good. You will be whatever you do with with if it's running, if it's playing golf, tennis, and anything. Yeah, anything. If you're consistent to it, it you're gonna yeah. always get better. Awesome. Uh, so we'll end it with your socials. Where could people find you? How could they get in contact with you? How could they give you a good luck uh, text <laughs> or message right before you hit on your uh, your goal for your, your full marathon? It's funny. I'm a very late adapter to social media. <laughs> I, I have Facebook. Actually, it's my first year of having you know, wow. Facebook. <laughs> and I work in IT, so that's 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 uh, not common very much. Uh, of course, I really like Strava. Strava is the uh, it's the, uh, the, running the, app. the running app. I met a lot of good friends. Shava is an amazing Strava. app. I haven't, I haven't been using it lately. I still post yeah. all my stuff to it, but I haven't been really getting into the app. I should uh, get back into that app because it, yeah. uh, the community behind the Strava and 
just like uh, getting the badges and all that stuff. It yeah. makes running and biking or swimming into or anything that you do into like a, a game. And it's yeah. fun to do. And when I was saying that you, it's like it's good to include variety when in your training. You you will get ideas from other runners by looking at what exactly they're where where, where they're, they're running, running what exactly. kind of runs they're doing, <laughs> the type of workout run that they're doing. It's yeah. it's really interesting. Travis, uh, I think if you're getting into the the, the world of uh, and anything fitness related, anything sports, because Strava, yes, it's based off the the running, biking, and swimming, so for more for triathletes, but you could. Uh, log in a, a workout or you could log in a yoga session yeah. a hiking session and i'll have all the details and especially if you have a watch that's connected to it you get so much information and so much data and you get to see where you started to where you complete where you are and, and it's just motivating so I, I think strava is a very good and like your strava it's just your name right just my name so uh, jose so I'll, i'll have all this information <laughs> in the show notes for you guys so you could wish him some good luck on uh before his uh, his full marathon on October 20th. And what about, uh, you have an Instagram? I have an Instagram. Uh, the Instagram, again, it's my real name. It's, it's, I don't have a nickname or I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out there. It's, uh, it's, it's, It's really me, uh, but it became pretty much a story of my uh, my running. Yeah, uh, yeah I, really like, I really like your Instagram. Your Instagram, <laughs> it's very, like, I, I like the, when you have, like, those nice, The, the the pictures are beautiful that he posts and then he has like these awesome <laughs> captions for these pictures and they get you more of it like sometimes if i feel like i'm, I'm not running and i just see him post something and he, like he'd be like a 20k or something like man or like sometimes <laughs> once uh he posted that he was running on a, a, a mountain i'm like what i'm like i message him right away we have to plan this run because it was so beautiful the views that he had and that week later we, we planned the run and we went and do it so uh, following him on his instagram and his strava is a good uh, is a good way to get motivated that's for sure I, be, I began began Instagram doing a test with three types of posts. One was uh, I was posting a micro microbrewery beers, which okay. I found interesting to post because there's the, the, the bottles are really yeah, colorful are, and interesting. Yeah, very colorful. I like vintage pictures. I put a picture of my, me in my neighborhood when I was in the late 70s. Yeah. So that was fun. And one about one of my passions, which is running. And uh, immediately running became the one that, the one that attracted stuck, more yeah. people. And they, uh, I started chatting with folks because we had the same interests. And yeah. that took over the rest of my Instagram for now. I don't know if it's going to look like that in a year or two. Who maybe. knows I'm not where it goes. But it became the story of my, uh, my re injury recovery. And yeah. people joined in and followed me and supported me. And that was, uh, I appreciate it very much. And, And, uh, yeah, you can join me. <laughs> guys, go follow him on Instagram and Strava. And I think that's going to be, uh, that's where we're going to end it for today's podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and uh, being a part of today's uh, show. Thank you, Jose, for uh, being part of the show and, and telling us your whole story. Uh, stay tuned for next week. We're going to have uh, an OCR athlete uh, on the show. Uh, so uh, keep it tuned and keep living strong if you guys like this episode of the living strong don't forget to like subscribe and share and also if you have a minute go give us a rating on itunes or apple podcast that would be amazing thank you guys keep living strong see you next week thank you for listening and being part of the living strong podcast till next time keep living strong